Hey, Scott. Yes, Adam. Is this coal dust on my face? I thought that was your beard. I have a beard? Oh, God. Coming to you almost live from Santa's secret coal mine. This is the Unknown Studio. I'm Scott. I'm Adam. We are your dusty hosts. I've got the coal miner's lung. That's terrible. It's. It might actually just be a cold. Oh, but it did sound a little gravelly before we had coal. We we decided to do another episode before yes, Christmas. We did. We weren't going to originally. Yeah. Uh, the episode with Omar was supposed to be our Christmas episode because he is something like the the journalistic Santa Claus, bringing you delightful gifts of news from downtown uh and yet it didn't feel right no it was no, it, we it wanted was, to do something a little more festive it was breaking with tradition indeed and so we're going to do our annual gift exchange this shorter unknown studio episode and our state of the podcast as we often do yeah very much just so. the two of us so. yeah so how are we doing this season well we, I guess. <laughs> probably. We're probably the two people who shouldn't be deciding that. That's true. Uh, we, not unlike uh, the government, are not good at objectively gauging our own performance. But if we were to gauge our own performance, I think we would agree that we've been exceptional this year. I would agree. I think the quality of our guests has been very good. Yes. I think that the quality of our uh, discussion has been quite good. I think that... Uh, that is reflected by the fact that people keep downloading our show. Yeah, we're at almost, we're at nearly 4,000 average downloads a month, which is pretty impressive for a podcast that is singularly focused on the fifth largest city in Canada, I guess. Well, I, we could move to Toronto. We could. And continue to do the show there about <laughs> Toronto. But, we're but not that going would be to. kind of selling out. Yeah, we? yeah. We don't, we don't want to be like everybody else who just moves to Toronto. But, um, uh, we are hoping to do some interesting new things in the new year. Yes, we are. That will allow us to expand our coverage in a way. And, yes. And we're not going to get into the details of that this episode, but just watch in early January. We're going to have a little thing that you'll be able to, to check out. And, and it will explain everything. It will explain Everything will become clear. But honestly, um, I think we've, like, no bullshitting, all bullshitting aside, rather, that is to say, no bullshitting aside. <laughs> well, that would be off-brand for us. Um, all bu- bullshitting aside, I feel really great about the format we've been using over the last year and a half. I think it, it lends itself to some pretty great conversation. Agreed. Uh, like you said, we've had some phenomenal guests over the last uh, while, this season and last season and previous seasons. Well, I, I don't think we've had poor guests ever. No. But I think that uh, this year we've we've been exceptionally good at finding excellent guests. We are exceptional men. At finding guests. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's about, about as far as that goes. Yeah. There's a couple of things that have happened at Edmonton over the last few weeks that I just wanted to touch on briefly before we do the big... We, uh, a sort of wrap-up of the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, one of the interesting things, at least for me, that took place uh, last week at the time of this recording was the launch of Uber in Edmonton. So Uber is the ride-sharing service that that there's a ton of controversy around them in different markets all over the world. They decided to launch in Edmonton uh, on Thursday the 18th, uh, and, and that day they were do, doing Goodwill deliveries. So if you had clothes to drop off at Goodwill, you could summon an Uber, Uber X car. It would arrive, and you could fill it with your with your stuff. 
Now, they can't actually provide taxi service to people yet, to the best of my knowledge. They can, but they cannot charge for it. Ah, so, so it's a free ride. It's a free ride right now, actually. A risky free ride. A risky free ride. Well, Uber will tell you they go through all the stuff. And yet, nonetheless, all of that bad press from around the world. Now, I've, I went on record on Facebook with this as well. I think Uber is a great idea. Yeah. But I question the company itself. I, I have some reservations about Uber itself. You and just about everyone else. Yep, that seems to be the case. But I do believe that services like this are a thing that are going to happen whether we like it or not, and whether politicians like it or not. And it whether it's Uber or it's Lyft or it's Sidecar, the uh, powers that be need to find a way to make it work uh, for citizens. Agreed. And ensure the safety of those citizens. Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, I think that there needs to be a lot more due diligence, certainly from Uber, yeah. about its drivers, and uh, less just overall shadiness. Yeah, like their corporate culture stinks right now. They're yep. basically a company of sexist men Yep. Uh, and, and idiots. Yep. Maybe that'll change. We'll see. Uh, but it, it, it is something that has begun. Yeah, absolutely. And there was really no way to stop it. No. Is the sad truth. It, it is the sad truth. It's like a snowball. That just keeps on coming. It just keeps on snowballing. I believe that's where the term comes from. I think so. <laughs> um, the Wild Rose lost nine of its members. Yeah, that was a thing that happened. That was a, totally a thing that happened. And uh, uh, there was some... Um, you know what? I, I actually don't think I've heard any positive conversation about that whatsoever. No, most Albertans that, that have been spoken to in the media have flatly uh, stated that they're pissed off, that they feel like this is a betrayal of their confidence. Now, when we had Dave Cornway on, I believe we talked about uh, Kerry Toll and Ian Donovan, two former Wild Rosers who first crossed over to the PCs. And were uh, publicly denounced and raked over the coals by many of the colleagues who have just crossed to the aisle to join them. Including Danielle Smith. Uh, who by her own admission, according to the timeline she has set out for what happened, was being courted by the PCs while she was saying those things <laughs> yeah. about her former colleagues. Yeah, and I think that's uh, one of the things that pisses people off the most. Yeah. People have, um, you know how like lawyers and dentists have bad reputations, and, and not, necessarily, uh, not necessarily fair reputations. Yeah. Politicians have a similar reputation as being... Uh, opportunistic and uh, backstabbing and dishonest. And it's situations like this that really just confirm everyone's worst suspicions. Yeah, it fed into that that political or that politician stereotype in the worst way. So, so that was totally a thing that happened. And the funny thing is when we were talking to Dave Cornway on that episode of The Unknown Studio a few episodes ago, he said that he'd heard rumors that there would be more floor crossings. Now, I can't speak for Dave, but I'm certain that the scale and scope of it was not on his radar. Exactly. Yeah. It seemed to catch everyone off guard just what happened. Yeah. So, so. the the interesting thing is I, I read uh, an article in the Calgary Herald today that said that the Tories are still polling extremely well. And the Wild Rose are polling second with the NDP in third, which is probably not really that surprising. But That's, I think, probably about what I would have guessed even before the defection. And that is among decided voters. So the undecideds may be the people who decide the next election, which is very a very confusing turn of phrase. Well, and one would presume that uh, 
a large majority of the, I'm going to say 70% of people who don't go out to vote are those undecided voters. Yeah, totally. So there's a very large number of people out there who uh, just need a little convincing to maybe go and vote one way or the other. Yeah, and and they might be the ones who change the political landscape in Alberta, or it might just be more of the same. Seems to be the way that things usually go. It's hard to say. It's been 43 years. Of status quo. To the status quo, everybody. I'm not actually raising a toast to the status quo. No. If you could see Adam right now, you would see that he is not raising a goblet because he doesn't have a goblet to raise. Uh, but I wish I did. Kind of. Oh, I just wish I owned a goblet. And, and who knows what, what the next you know, few weeks of this Christmas break will bring to Albertans and Edmontonians. That's true. Uh, before the end of the year, any number of things could happen. If nothing else, the uh, mass floor crossing at the legislature showed that... Uh, major events can happen very quickly. It's true. Even at the end of the year. So, But, but the city's wrapped up its budget deliberations, so at least that's in the clear. Uh, the, the legislature's no longer in session. So we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, the city now goes into a brief hibernation. It totally does. Until we're ready to talk about it again, which yeah. is as it should be. We will be back in the new year with uh, more episodes of The Unknown Studio. Um, And we're actually hoping to get uh, a huge variety of different guests on the show, as usual. So you have that to look forward to in the new year. Is there anything else people have to look forward to in the new year? Not just with the show, but what are some of the things you're looking forward to in 2015? Well, I'll tell you this. Now, I know that that you've been been scheming with, with some pals about some secret projects that you're working on. Yes. I have been similarly scheming. And in January, I don't know exactly what date... Uh, I will be launching a new thing, and that's all I'm going to say about it. But I'm really excited about it. I've been working uh, on it with Trent Wilkie and Andrea Bessa. So uh, watch for that in the new year. And and can you tell us a little bit about the thing that you're working on? Uh, a little bit. I'm also working on a thing. I'm working on it with uh, author Dave Gross, who is uh, a man about town who writes not about town, but writes about <laughs> fantasy stuff. Uh, he's, uh, worked in the game industry for a while as well, and we are working on, uh, something gaming related. Okay. That is likely going to be available on the internet for your consumption. And you're pretty excited about it. Uh, I believe so, yeah. Don't, don't believe Scott's <laughs> modesty, because I've seen him, you know, on Facebook posting messages saying, this is going to be, this is going to be good. Uh, it's going to be interesting. It'll be either wildly successful or a dismal failure, like most everything that I've ever done. So <laughs> There's never an in-between for us, no, is there? No, it's one or the other. It's yeah. one extreme or the other extreme. What has the Unknown Studio been for us? Uh, wildly successful? I think so, Agreed. yeah. But certainly more successful than we gave it credit for. Uh, I have famously said on the show I expected it to last eight episodes. And we're almost on year seven. Yeah. Nearly. Well over 100 episodes deep. Uh, we are... I would like to think an institution in the city at this point. <laughs> among among the the among the top hundreds of people who listen to us. Among yes. the top podcasts that talk about the city in the city, <laughs> certainly. So there's us and there's Mac Mail. <laughs> uh, and that puts us in the top two. Yeah. Yes. Likely number two. We're we usually are the first runner up for any any conceivable award. Proudly so. so. Proudly so. You know what? Sometimes you just have to accept that it's okay always being a bridesmaid. It's true. Because you're still part of the wedding party. At least we get to wear a pretty dress. And eat first. Oh, oh, God. That's the best part. Uh, <laughs> total tangent. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
most of the time, if you are ever at a wedding with me, for whatever reason, if we happen to be uh, invited to the same wedding and you're sitting at my table, settle in because we're eating last because that is just the curse of me. You, I am regularly the last table to be picked at weddings. Uh, once or twice, I have not been called last. <laughs> and the only time I've ever eaten first was at my own wedding. Wow. Wow. <laughs> nice guys finish last, I guess. That's, uh, that's kind of the case. Uh, Nita and I had joked that we were going to uh, do assigned seating at our wedding. Yeah. And seat all of the people whose weddings we'd already been to in the last several years at the same table and tell them to get comfortable because they were going to be eating last. That's awesome. And we didn't actually do that because that would have been actually terrible. It would have been but, cruel. But yeah. it would have been very funny. Yeah. And I think they would have understood that for at least comedic value that that would have been uh, still very devastating to them. It's true. Yeah. Anyway, it's a Christmas tradition on the Unknown Studio for Scott and I to exchange annual gifts. That's true. And so we're going to do that for you right now. So Scott is handing me his business. Ooh, two. Well, they're one-ish. <laughs> Whatever. It's about quality, not quantity. So here we go. Adam has uh, moved the paper right up to the microphone, so you can really experience the unwrapping. So Scott knows about an old Dutch tradition um, where you always get a milk chocolate letter. So I've got a milk chocolate letter A from Purdy's Chocolates. Thank you very much. Uh, now, famously on our first Christmas episode, I keep saying that famous stuff has happened on our show. Famously, I'm, I'm in a famous mood today. You, it's, I'm f in a festive, it's a festive atmosphere. It's, it's decorated. It's, re it's really happening for us. Uh, and uh, on our first episode that we did a gift exchange, Adam gave me a chocolate letter S. So it just took me several years to reciprocate that uh, gift. Yeah, well, here we are. Doing it again. Now, now, package number two. Oh, wicked. A, a pop television figurine of an Orion slave girl. Pretty awesome. Thank Agreed. you, man. This will be great. We've got a lot of toys that we leave on our uh, bookshelves by the television. And uh, you know I love Star Trek. No. Yeah, you? no, no. I, I was unaware of that. I've, that was a total stab in the dark. I've enjoyed, I enjoy Star Trek. <laughs> We've been uh, talking about doing an episode for some time. Yeah. Which would be uh, what Adam has been referring to in that entire length of time as the Battle of the Trexes. Yeah, and, and actually, I will tell you the concept. It would basically involve one representative for every Star Trek series. So Enterprise, the original series, Deep Space Nine, TNG, Voyager, not the animated series. Well, it kind of counts as the original series. I, I guess so. I would bundle that in with that. And I think I, I have someone for every one of them. Uh, I would like to be the moderator. So I would like to not really be involved, even though I'm quite opinionated about it. The, the big r monkey wrench in the plans for that is before he was elected mayor, we wanted to have Don be one of the guys. Because he's a big The Original Series fan. Yeah, so, but I know, like, Samantha Power wants to be on it. We, we talked about you maybe repping Deep Space Nine. Uh, but if you're not actually going to be defending a track, I, f I would feel weird doing it myself. So we could co-moderate the discussion. And, and I've got a guy who can defend Deep Space Nine as vigorously and intelligently as I possibly can. Can you name him? Devin R. Bruce. Devin Bruce. And we also talked about having uh, Minister Faust on because he's yep. a 
huge Star Trek fan. Oh, yeah. And uh, there's there's a couple more we'll be able to bring in. So thank you very much for the gifts, Scott. You're welcome. It, it Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, indeed. And now for you. For you. <clears throat> Here we go. Yeah, well, this is larger and heavier than it, it's a fine. ton of stuff in here. Don't worry about it. Okay, um, well, Adam, I think, maybe went overboard here. I, I might have. Uh, but one of them I needed to get for you, and this isn't it. Okay. But, but well, go I'll ahead. open it first. Yeah. We'll, we'll build up to the needed-to-get-you gift. Yeah. Well, this appears to be something Game of Thrones related. <laughs> it appears to be a... House Greyjoy coffee mug. Now, they are, that is one of your favorite sigils, is it not? Uh, with the Kraken. I'm pointing at a, a thing. Anyway, uh, yes. Oh. And I've just hit the microphone. Quite right. So that uh, terrible noise it, you just experienced it barely was registered. my clumsiness. Barely registered. Uh, yes, I, um, I like House Greyjoy in the books. They are uh, really downplayed in the television show. A lot of their storylines have been cut out for time. And... Uh, that's understandable. Their stuff is kind of happening and hasn't really uh, tied into the, the main plot. I feel like it'll come, though. But they're interesting, and yeah. that's a thing. Totally. So, yeah. I would open the larger thing first, or next, rather. Okay, well, I'm going to put that aside then so I can dig this out. Yes. I do get carried away with Christmas, and I'm the kind of guy who likes to do uh, a lot of little stuff. You know, just to... I, uh, I'm i kind of in the same boat. I probably went overboard for Anita this year, in spite really? of the fact that we had promised each other we wouldn't because we went to Disney World this year. Oh, that's right, yeah. And uh, that was kind of going to be our, our big Christmas present to each other. I'm trying to talk and unwrap at the same time, and it's failing spectacularly. No, man, you're skilled. You're skilled. I can, uh, I'm can. i envious of your skill. That would be a T-shirt. Yeah. With a bunch of bat stuff on it. Now, I'm hoping it's the right size. If it's not, I do have a receipt. And I got it at Happy Harbor anyway. It is a uh, specialty Batarang t-shirt, <laughs> which has an assortment of Batarangs on it. And I would like to think these are actually all canonical Batarangs Batman has used. They, they might be, but some of them are so bizarre. Like, well, the rope Batarang makes a hell of a lot of sense. The police whistle Batarang? to summon the police. I guess. What about the uh, bomb battering? Yeah, no, that would be devastating. That, that would clearly be devastating. Indeed. And then, so the last thing, call it a bonus gift, Scott, because I know that you are fond of spirits. Who isn't fond of spirits? Well, you in particular, you, you're very fond of scotches, and I don't know if you've had very much, uh, very much bourbon. Not as much, no. So I'm a huge bourbon fan. And I think, I, I, I think if you can open this, you're really going to like it. Four Roses Single Barrel Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. And now they, they sell this at uh, Meat for Dinner, and it's, it's really, really delicious. I have not experienced all of their bourbons Oh, well, as now yet. you don't even have to go there. It's true. So Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah. I feel bad I did not get you more. Not now. at all, man. You know what? You've spoiled me before. It's my turn to spoil you. Fair enough. And, I mean, you can't go wrong with... Orion Slave Girl. I was actually thinking of starting to collect these anyway because they're so cute. And chocolate? Come on. It's a Dutch, it's a Dutch tradition. That's right. It's fabulous. So from us to you, our listeners, and people who don't listen to the show, 
because we wish them well, even if they don't listen to the show. Sort of wish them well. Kind of. Yeah. Like, we, we also wish they'd listen to the show. Yeah, and that would be amazing. So you should tell those people over Christmas, because you, you know who they are. Yeah, you, you talk to your friends. Your, you tell them to listen to the show. Your dickheaded friends. <laughs> you tell them. Tell them this is a thing. Merry Christmas, dickhead. Yeah. Listen exactly. to the show. <laughs> exactly. But, but to you, <laughs> our, our listeners, uh, who have supported us over the last six years now, thank you so much, and Merry Christmas. You've been listening to The Unknown Studio, episode 108. Pre-production by Adam Rosenhart. Post-production by Scott C. Bourgeois. You can visit us on the web at theunknownstudio.ca. Happy holidays, and thanks for listening. We're done. Is there anything else to really say? I don't know. Is this this really like more of a blooper reel now? No, it's not. No, it's not happening.